cliffcentral.com Good morning everybody Yes, 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 yes Hello everybody I'm Garrett and this is Leanne Hello Leanne, say hello Hello <laughs> And this is Ryan Look, hey, hey, say hello Ryan Hello <laughs> All right, everybody. I hope you're off to a good start this morning. We have got, we have got piles of steaming, amazing news and things to talk to you about this morning. Well, I didn't say amazing, but it's news. There's a lot that happens over a weekend. Yeah. Right? Plenty to get stuck into. That's why I like Mondays. Most mm-hmm. people, you might be surprised by this, but most people don't like Mondays. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah? It's yeah, favorite yeah, day. I know. And, and uh, personally, I don't have a problem with Mondays. I know you don't. Yeah, it's weird. uh, You people have all got very nasty shit things to say behind Monday's back. As soon as Tuesday comes around, you're like, that Monday was horrible. But Mondays are scary, though. Uh, Why? Also, we were just badly influenced growing up because we were always told Mondays are a bad thing. Watching Garfield. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's true. It was propaganda. It poisoned us against Mondays. (laughs) Mm, Mondays and mornings. Very mean. Garfield. Very mean. Yeah. Because Mondays can be the start of things and exciting and new and you can get shit done on a Monday that you can't get done on a Friday because people are lazy by Friday. And also, mornings are the best time to be awake, which is why we go live at 6 a.m. Mm. Yeah. I'm I trying must... to retrofit my terrible decision to wake up so early <laughs> 10 years ago. I must say, though, mm. after a week of running around and a lot of driving, yes, um, on Sunday, yesterday, I found myself... I was one of those old people. You know the ones oh, that God. drive slowly on a Sunday? Oh, nice. Did oh. you go for a little Sunday afternoon <laughs> yes. rendezvous? Look, no, I wasn't keeping anyone up. Club. There was no one behind me. But I just realized it was so nice to drive slowly, to get out of your car slowly. Oh, whoa. No, no, no. Like, You've oh. taken it too far now. Oh, just to walk around slowly. There's no cops on the road because it's not that season, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the cops are... Well... I mean, you say that, but I've seen a lot of them around. In fact... It's mainly I, Friday nights. Did I mention the other day that... I think I did. I spoke about how polite this policeman was the other day. He pulled me over and mm. said, Hello, sir. And, um, we just need to see your license and check your license disc. And It's all over in like two minutes, but polite, efficient, professional. Mm. There was no fucking around. The guy didn't try to solicit a bribe. Mm. There's none of the usual, hey, I'm so hungry. Mm. <laughs> Why mm. you never give me? Yeah. Right? <laughs> none of that stuff happened. It was like, just great. Uh, I drove away from, I, am I even in, pinching myself, going, am I even in South Africa? <laughs> Where am I? This is unbelievable. Yeah, you see, it, it, cool. it all depends on the cop you get. That's... Yeah, yeah, but this just proves the point, right? There are good ones. There are good ones. Mm. Very good. All right, so uh, wait. Leanne, are you getting another AI leg? Yes, I must. I do need to. Because you were meant to go in for your other AI leg. Yes, and then I got a job. Yes. You kind of don't want to take off three weeks. No, because you'll be sitting sitting at an angle the whole time as well. No, you don't. (laughs) You can't drive to get there or wash But you had the one hip done. You didn't realize it. You were definitely... (laughs) <laughs> You're leaning to the one side the no, whole time, I like, am like now. the Tower of Pisa. I am now. My, my left leg is longer <laughs> than my right. Really? Yeah. Stand up for me. 
Oh, I'll show you. Is that, is that you why you like it, driving? Because you're stable? You can see it best when I stand on one leg and then on the other. It looks like I'm wearing a high heel on one foot. Really? Yeah. God, how fantastic. This is so exciting. All right, there she is. There's okay. the great Leanne Mole. <clears throat> Take a look. Can't really see much. Okay, Just the is, tits, really. <laughs> this is standing on my fixed leg. Okay. I've lifted my bad leg. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, you, wow. You drop like a whole inch yeah, and a half. Yeah, you drop. Ah, oh, that's yeah. quite something. So you could, if you wanted to um, enter a sports event in a slightly yes. shorter category, you could do that. I could. That's amazing. So, yeah, it's because all so of still, the… still, are you sure you want to lose that? <laughs> do you not trip up because of that? Yes, I do. Oh, I actually I, do. I would imagine so. Yeah. Because especially stairs must be no, a different even thing. If, like if there's a hump in the ground, I'm screwed. I mean, I might as well just lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Stairs I'm prepared for. You can see them coming. But if there's a slight, if there's a mouse oh, under wow. the carpet, I'm fucked. <laughs> so do you, do you not want to go buy those shoes that have like a platform on the one side? Well, I did that because I thought when I, when I first realized, I thought um, I was on my way to my check-in appointment and I had to wear one platform shoe and one flat shoe. And I walked cause, and I marched in there and I was ready to tell him he's made a mistake. And then he said to me, no, Leanne, you, you've got no cartilage left on your other, I mean, not cartilage, but Stand bone on left leg. on your other, you know, hip thing. So did he make you shorter on that side or taller? He brought me back to where I'm supposed to be. So which, Using the, so which side is short? Your natural side is shorter? No, my natural side is the tall one. So oh. then he made you shorter? Yes. There's only those no, options. Both were down. because both He hasn't touched the one side and that side is either up or down. Okay, look at the female. When they were up, they're up. And when they were down, they were down. And when they're only halfway up, they were neither, neither up nor down. down. No, the grand old Duke of York, he had 10,000 men. men. He marched mm -hmm. them up to the top, top of the, the hill, hill and he marched them down, down again. again. Hey. Don't you know this? Oh, no, I do. Okay, I, I just Any child who has not heard nursery rhymes had a bad childhood and the parents should be flogged in no, the street. No, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. What do you mean? These nursery rhymes are terrible. No, they taught yeah, you important yeah, but, things. Yeah, you have to know them. That's kind of rattled them I off. Dig half, at least maybe even three quarters of my general knowledge comes from nursery rhymes <laughs> as a child. So look, these are my femurs, <laughs> and at the top are the balls of the femurs, right? It's getting very personal. All right. Okay. So because of the um, osteonecrosis, the, these two have like rotted at the top. Oh, my. So they shrank, they shrank down, oh. but the one had shrank a little bit more. But so – I got shorter. I didn't want an anatomy lesson. Now back where it was supposed to be, and now this one needs to be back where it's supposed to okay, be. Okay, so your natural side that hasn't been operated on yet it's is shorter. Short. Yes. Yeah, so you're going to be a bit taller then. You've been shrinking I've slowly I've been shrinking slowly. Ah, but you're, you're going back to your true nature now. I'm flourishing. you be back on that horse. <laughs> Legs wide apart. <laughs> <laughs> The old Leanne is on her way back. She's trotting back into town. 2.0, downloading. That's right. So which pedal do you struggle for, the, the clutch? Or <laughs> yeah, what do you do when you drive? You no, have to, man. You have to stretch. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, I can't reach the accelerator. Just shorter the one. Which one did you have done, your left or your right? Left. Oh, so you're fine on the clutch. It's just on the brake. You sometimes have to... <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad. 
It's I just should the, have liked to go faster, but I can't. I have to scoot my leg, my chair forward every time I change gears. Like a dog that's got, got an itchy ass with worms. And he can't reach. Scooch forward. <laughs> oh, I had an interesting weekend. I was huh? at the um, the Met in Cape Town. Oh, yes. Yes. What an, what an interesting thing. So first of all, I haven't been anything like that for 12, maybe 15 years, okay? Yeah. So there's a huge amount of time that's elapsed. Mm. Huge amount. All those horses have died and new ones have come. <laughs> so there's not one horse that will recognize me. Well, there were people that have died as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Like, well, like the yes. people like uh, the people who used to write in the Sunday Times and take the photos. And it was a big deal in those days, right? Mm. And it was the most, it was one of those events that if, if you were a, an inverted commas celebrity, because I've always... I've always thought it's silly though, because there's no South African celebrities, right? Mm. But there, but we were like the first influencers. Yeah, in I know. I, I, I was just thinking because I didn't see like now with you guys being there. Now you guys like kind of owned it more than you know. Normally you just rock yeah, up. Shut being, up, being Brian. Being the influencers are talking. <laughs> <laughs> the OGs. I mean, I saw the Ann Miners no, no, no. there. No, I saw, you, um, so you're right. So we we did a photograph. Um, because Alan Ford invited all of us on mm. behalf of his cousin who owns this uh, world sports betting. It's like they were everywhere. They were, they were branded, the whole place full. I, w- I walked into the bathroom at the airport in Joburg on the way back and they had branding all over. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on some advertising there. Good for them. Anyway, we all stood for a photograph. There was Leanne Manis who does the morning show on SABC. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, <clears throat> The Espresso people. Mm. There was uh, Vanessa Carrera and Zareda Jardine, and who else did I see there? That um, Devi Devi yeah. from uh, oh, yeah. Devi Sankari Governor, who's uh, just the best. I just love, I love her, her so much. She's so much fun, and she's got such a great sense of humor. You know, people see her on TV and they're terrified of her in real life. Like she walks. You see some people like they try to melt into the walls because they're terrified like Davy's going to point at them and go, what have you been doing, you crook? <laughs> She's fantastic. Who else was with her? Bongani Bingwa mm-hmm. was with us. Um, i trying to think. Loiso Bala. Oh, yeah. So these are, these are like, uh, th- these are celebrities from that time, including me, I suppose, when there weren't like influences on Instagram. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So No, you had to be on either radio or TV or a singer. Yeah. You so couldn't you, just you be to, like doing to, makeup you to be, tutorials. Yeah, you had to be really good at something and have grown your audience organically. You yeah. couldn't have just gone on the internet, gone viral and suddenly have been a thing. Mm-hmm. You had to make a slow, steady progress with your career. Now I'm not comparing them. I'm not saying the one is good and the no, other is bad. No, it's just things have changed. Right, exactly. So I don't. I mean, you could be the world's greatest makeup tutorial person on Instagram, and good for you. Mm. I'm certainly not going to argue that that doesn't have more or less influence. It may have a whole lot more. Anyway, it was fun to kind of see some of these people again after a gap of like more than a decade, right? Yeah. And to be at these events, that people are dressing up and everything else. And I asked. I got into a conversation with somebody who was there. I said. Do you think it was just it felt like a cooler thing back in 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 the 2000s because we were 20 something and it was like we were at this big event and you know it was glamorous and mm. we were flown in and put up in these fancy hotels and do you think it was just because we were in our 20s and Why? so impressed Did it by feel the stuff? 
less or, impressive. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I'm probably everybody admitted they're a bit jaded. Mm-hmm. Like they've been to four or five of these, maybe more, maybe ten of them, and. I mean, there were people having the time of their lives there, and and in fact, I had a lot of fun, which you'd never have expected, right? And you and you 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 were not drinking no, either. No, not a drop. You and Alan it was fantastic. So, yeah. I think it's like a different. You just as you get into in a different stage of your life, you just take a different view of these things. It's not that it's less or more glamorous, or it's they've changed it. There's a few things that have have become well, things- a bit different and. The yeah. Sponsorships change, and the but the racing stays the same, and you know it's it's the way that you kind Perceive of things. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I can't remember where I saw it. It was a, a guy talking about um, the fact that he was sitting in a park somewhere, mm. and this little toddler walked up to a rock that was sticking out of the ground, quite a big boulder, and he watched this little boy who was fascinated by this rock, mm. and who went around the back, and he he. He brought a plank and he pretended that there was a door and he was just fascinated by this rock. Yeah. And what's going to happen the next time he sees a rock a few years later? He's not going to – you just start losing the surprise factor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same as um, I saw Gord was posting all these super cute animals over the weekend, mm. like these, like a red panda. Mm-hmm. And a little pika, which I don't know if you've ever seen a pika. These are the cutest little things ever. I thought, oh, this is so great. But it reminds me of someone who said to me once, when you see something for the first time, you'll never have that experience again. And I think that's true even for human interactions. Like the first time you meet someone, if it's someone you've always wanted to meet, is the most exciting. And if you see them a second or a third time, it becomes a little bit like, oh, okay. Unless, you've, unless you start to fall in love. When that yeah. happens, that's, yeah, that's a completely probably. different experience. And I suppose the way you have love for a child as a mother or a father would grow. Sure. Right. I mean, I've only ever got bored when I've met someone once. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> so I'm speaking No purely. one gets more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. How was your weekend? What did you get up to? Oh, Apart I, from driving like Miss Daisy on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was nice. Um, I binge watched Griselda. With so. Sofia Vergara. I thought of you because I saw the poster on oh, a billboard on the way into work this morning. Mm. And I remember the only thing I know about Griselda is the, the Griselda, Griselda Zelda. Griselda Zelda, who used to do the news for us sometimes. Yeah, this is Griselda. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, based on Griselda so Sophia Blanco. Vergara. Vergara. She doesn't age. Well, in this, in this, in this they've made does. her a bit oh, really? yeah. yeah, They've actually got like a nose prosthetic. But if oh, you wow. look at the real... Um, uh, Griselda. Sorry, a, 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 some insect. <laughs> this is a wild just like oh. just took a slow Sunday drive past us. It was like the slowest insect. I saw ever. it's like a, a lazy mosquito <clears throat> or something. Very, no, it's not even a mosquito. It's way too big. Oh, it just went right past us, like, a, <laughs> like one of those aircraft from World War One. Uh, what a sop with a sop with camel. <laughs> A sop with camel. That's what they called them. All right. So anyway, Griselda. Uh, Griselda Blanco, the actual one. She was. She wasn't that beautiful at all, and her mugshot from um, a few years ago was absolutely terrible. But uh, they tried to make her more ugly, but it's quite difficult because she's so beautiful. She's, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh. So she had this kind of nose prosthetic. If you give someone, and a, they made her older. If you give someone a witch nose. 
it instantly makes them uglier, right? Well, she's got quite a cute butt. I had to think about it and look back. She's yeah. got quite a cute little nose. Yeah. And this was quite a long, hanging nose. So, yeah. But there was a, a man in it that had even a Oof. bigger nose, and he was known as Bird for that reason. Jesus, that's ugly. Just hold, there? Hold, yeah. yeah hold and I mean, that that's still too pretty that. for what Sophia, I mean, for what Griselda looked like. I don't, I don't know, know if you can see that, but it looks like she looks like. Um, what's the Caitlyn? Like, she's like Caitlyn Jenner. Looks like a Nanny McPhee type thing that they do. But she's still hot in the thing. I mean, you can't you can't take away <clears throat> Sophia no, Vergara's hot. No, she's fantastic looking. But uh, yeah, yeah, what a woman! So it's 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 fiction <laughs> and it's based on fact, right? What is it? She a murderer? Well, she was the uh, the cocaine godmother. A murderess. From Colombia, and she ran Miami. She basically was the person who influenced. Yeah, she influenced the the Miami economy. Am I I the only person who still uses old terms like murderess and gangsteress? Yes, you are. (laughs) Wait, so that actually existed? I thought you made that up. No, murderess is a it's a a female murderer. What would a pilot be? Pilotess. Pilotess. (laughs) Her name's Tess. Pilots are pilots (laughs) are pilots. Um, but uh, yeah, she, so she was heavily involved. Uh, she ran all of the Colombian drug stuff God, that was going on. Cool. That's such a good business, huh? Well, I feel like such an idiot. I j- so I was in Cape Town uh, for this thing, and then on Saturday night we all went out to the there's some party at one of these places, and uh, we this table and you know, was it like a club around. was it like a beach club. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the Grand Beach Club, which is you know a staple in Cape Town, and uh, there were loads and loads of people. There. It was just unbelievable. This is a Saturday night, so clearly it's a party night. But you know, I, f- I get the feeling when you go out in Joburg lately, there's not a lot happening, mm-hmm. but fucking opposite in Cape Town. And I looked around, I saw so many people who were so high, and I thought, <laughs> I wish I were the dealer for all these people. I'd be so rich. Yeah. She tapped into a brand new market. I don't. I haven't read up on the real person, and a lot of the stuff is fiction. So people are going to come with it doesn't match the story and the facts were wrong. Yeah. They admit that this is fictionalized. It's been fictionalized, yeah. But um, she she was responsible, at least in the film, for tapping into a brand new market, and it wasn't just the Latinas and the people from South America who are now living in uh, Miami. Um, she tapped into the the white. Rich. That's what I'm talking about. Market. Yeah. And and you see her and her prostitute friends turning these parties around. Well, with with prostitute friends. Tennis clubs and bowling clubs. With prostitute friends, anything is possible. (laughs) See, again, I looked around. I was like, if only I were in drugs and prostitution, the world would be my oyster. (laughs) Instead, what did I do? I mean, I'm an idiot. You made an stop. honest living. It's ridiculous. What a stupid what thing. What a stupid to, idea. What a dumb thing to, uh, <laughs> in, in, to, to put into play. I mean, honestly. Yeah, because all these guys who are doing it get like documentaries and all that hey, kind of stuff for them. Listen, Marco, who listens to us, yeah. uh, who is a former fitness athlete and, uh, and, and through a, a terrible accident. Remember we spoke to Marco. He, he ended up. He's gone through so much rehab that he's just a machine now, but he, he had a terrible time for a couple of years. says, I got some good news. I'm officially a Wings for Life world run by Red Bull ambassador. Hmm. That sounds bloody fantastic. Well done. Lovely. Even the chairman of the comments section, Rebellious Ruth, congratulating Marco there. 
which is now you know it's a big deal. Wait, can he drop off some Red Bull, or is he just some? Does he just like you know, Ryan? You I'm mustn't, just asking. You mustn't immediately <laughs> see what you can get out of. No, something. it's it's not the what I can get. I'm, yes, no. Does you, he go give out Red of, Bull? Or is he just instead of congratulating him? It's like brought to you. By on, I don't know what it means to be a an ambassador for them. It doesn't necessarily That's mean really you have cool. anything to do with the product. Maybe you just influence and advertise and have things to do online. So cool. But you immediately want like him to come and drop Red Bull. <laughs> no, I'm asking. Me, 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 Ryan. It's unbelievable. This generation, Leanne. They're a disgrace. No, oh. honestly. All right, well. But anyway. We've got a couple of other things to get to this morning. Um, I, I think I might watch this, Griselda, on your recommendation. Look, I wouldn't say it's a fantastically put together, you know, it's it's not like right at the top of things. But um, I watched it for her performance, really, because she she's, admits she's never done anything besides Modern <clears throat> Family. And um, I, I saw an interview with her before watching it, and how she had to she had to learn how to smoke, she had to learn how to snort lines, she had to oh, learn. Please, people learn really? people learn that in Joburg, uh, like this. So yeah. I don't know what the you could have picked anyone off. She, really? uh, she had to learn how to smoke a, a crack pipe. Really? Um, and to really that must be a bit of a challenge. Like get into her deepest self to want, to to become this character. So I watched it for that. I wonder who taught her. Was it the producers? In Hollywood, you don't need a coach to teach you how to do cocaine and smoke a crack pipe. In Hollywood, there's a thousand people Standard on the street procedure. you could find to do that for you. Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, isn't that the same as the Queen of the South, says Steve? Oh, I haven't seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know if it's the same based Wait, on the same character. Wait, is it a series or is it a movie? Series. Series, okay. I think there were only six episodes. Well, uh, Ed Makes Crazy Stuff is joining us for the first time live this morning. Says, Very I nice. managed to catch a Gareth Cliff show live. And finally, by the way, the show is finally streaming live in Saudi Arabia. Good. Oh, okay, wow. good. This is a sign of really, really important things happening in Saudi Arabia. When people talk about how that country is improving, I say yes, <laughs> because our show is streaming there. there Although there are a lot of people who've been listening to us in Saudi for a long time. So, hi. Hello there. <laughs> <laughs> hi, everybody. Okay, so let's talk about um, this thing. You, while we're on these murderesses and yeah. gangsteresses, yeah. there's, a, there's a picture of a woman who's a prisoner, she's a murderess. Yes. And it's well, got- I don't know if she's, I don't know what she did. She kind of just, she she just got a mug shot, which is going viral on Twitter. So it's you, is this because she's ugly or because she's hot? Uh, hot. Oh. I think there's a picture up there. I did, I've got I a picture, I, yeah. Here's, so this is a mug shot of this prisoner. She could be a murderess. Okay. Never know. Yeah, there, there we go. Sweet Jesus. Aggravated assault and disorderly conduct. That's what she was arrested for. I think I could handle both of those. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Little strush heads. I mean, what, what did she really do? Wow. She, I mean, even if she's seriously crazy and like very aggressive. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of her. But she's very attractive. Very. Yeah, she's and very pretty. She's too pretty to be a prisoner. This is kind of like, do you remember when, when uh, Trump used his mugshot to go viral kind of thing? She's like going to walk out of that how was, prison. How, how, with, was, how was Trump's one? Deals, like, uh, like, yeah, he looked like a duck. Remember, he had that like duck thing. Oh, there. he's yeah. such a horrible specimen. Oh, so I, I saw the funniest um, Trump impersonation <laughs> of the week. You know, so many people can do it now mm. that it's not really, I like, guess, not the greatest one to do because so many people do it. And he goes, he's in a, a, like a speed dating thing. 
Mm. And the guy who's pretending to be Trump has got like his mannerisms down. So he goes, oh my God, I knew when you came in that you were going to come and sit here. You're a pig. I can't look at you. You're a pig. I thought, oh my God, what is this, a pig? Imagine going on a, a speed, speed date dating thing and you sit opposite sit him. Sit opposite. Well, this one woman is like, I hate you and F you and go away and die. And <laughs> I got like, millions and millions I don't and millions need, and millions. If I wanted a date, I would get a date. I just, I came here for the fun. I don't need you. Oh. Go away. Leave me alone. Uh, he was apparently that case in New York that that E. Jean Carroll woman brought against mm. him. He has to pay her according to the judges, and he's going to appeal it, obviously. So this is not the final decision. But according to those judges and the jury, he has to pay this E. Jean Carroll woman $83 million. She said he assaulted her in a change room mm. in a department store. Now, I mean, I, I see Donald Trump doing a lot of terrible things. And by that, I mean rude and inappropriate things. I don't see him like trying to rape a woman in a change room in a department store. I wouldn't put anything past him. You really think he's that awful? Yes. I mean, because he's been demonized left, right, and center. So when last did he go to a department store? Uh, he, he, he would go. He would go to departments. I need to buy her a perfume. How, how far back are we talking? I don't know. Somewhere in the, in the 80s or 90s or something. <laughs> but this woman, this E. Jean Carroll, was part of a group of people who changed the law so that victims of assault can wind the clock back mm. way beyond the statutory limit. And now she's making some money out of this. Look, again, I don't know. Um, but it's just hearsay evidence. It's like that Kavanaugh situation. You remember when they were trying to appoint uh, Judge Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court and that woman, that crazy woman, came out from like when he was at college and said she was uh, – she was taken advantage of when she was drunk by him, and it turned out to be just complete nonsense. Mm. But I, I think there's got to be – you know what, what's got to happen here? To, in order to make it fair, because I, I, I'm not one of those believable victims people because I think a lot of victims are just bullshit liars, but I think there needs to be a punishment for actual sex offenders, which is horrible, uh, you know, years in prison, massive fines and years in prison, whatever – Make it a combo of those two. But there also needs to be a, a, an equal punishment for people who make false allegations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you are <clears throat> a, a, a victim, in inverted commas, but nothing really happened and you're just trying to, uh, to extort money from yeah, a guy. Oh, for sure, because it's then, defamatory. Right, then whatever you were trying to get out of him should happen to you. So you'll go to prison and pay a fine mm. for faking it. That, that'll level the playing fields again. And we can start from scratch. But I don't know about this woman. I mean, he's going to appeal it, obviously. He says, yeah. she's a pig. I would never have done this to her. Uh, but I don't know <laughs> if it's true. And uh, looking at her, I don't know that anyone has ever assaulted her, but that's just me. <laughs> this is decades me. later. Yeah. He's a crook, Gareth. You cannot see it. I can see, listen, I can see that Trump is a, 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 a like a rent landlord in New York who... Who, he's the kind of guy who'd knock on the door of a, an apartment where there's a single mom and three kids and she's struggling to keep it together and go, you've got to get out. You haven't paid your rent. Get out. I can see that about him. He's not, I don't, I would not like to be his employee, his uh, relative, 
film crew. His, I wouldn't like to be anything <laughs> close to the guy, all right? But sometimes, I mean, you could say that about Napoleon and Julius Caesar and uh, Genghis Khan. You wouldn't have liked to have been around them, but my God, sometimes they make the most effective leaders. You don't, you don't have to like everybody. You don't have to be friends with everybody. I don't care if the guy who makes my cell phones, or the child in this case, who makes my <laughs> cell phones, is a very nice person. It doesn't bother me. As long as my phone is made properly, I'm very happy about that. Mm. They're not going to tick all your boxes. You're not looking for a new best friend or a daddy or a father figure or any of that stuff. Sometimes you just need a leader. If you'd prefer Joe Biden because he's an ineffective, senile old man, you go for it. But I think, David John, what you have to realize is that you are going to get very upset again in November if you don't like Trump because it's going to happen again. Yeah. He grabbed her by the pussy, says a uh, joking <laughs> atheist. I would believe him. Not funny. Uh, G, what have you been experimenting with in your lab, says Snipes. How uh, so? Has your lab been active lately? Have you been no, doing anything? I haven't. I feel so... I feel like you've been so busy. Oh, you've been in so Cape Town for like the last yeah. six weeks. No, it's been ridiculous. I've been to Cape Town five times in six weeks. Jeez. It's enough already. And two of those times was for fun and games. The rest was for work. You missed the hangover party on Friday. Yeah, you guys went to our old premises at Telemedia. They yes. put on a, a big lunch. So who behaved and who didn't? Uh, well, all of us didn't behave. It was, so they do this thing where There's it's like a you Christmas and party. Piwe and Dari and Jane and Homolemo. Reno, <laughs> Reno was also there. She was oh. only there for the hour, though. Okay. Looks so, very good. There's Devesh with... Are those tequilas? Those are tequilas. They're looking very see, precarious on that tray, which geez. is being held at a very uncomfortable angle. I don't see, like that. Devesh, the thing about him, right? Yes. We like Devesh. No, I do like Devesh. I think he's hilarious. But he's, he's very problematic when it comes to this because he has to fast on Fridays. So he doesn't eat any of the food or drink anything. But he goes around with his, um, with his tequila shots. Mm, getting and everyone else toasted. Out, yeah, handing us... Old, old drinks. I mean, there's even a video there. I don't know if you saw uh, Double A. Um, he was like dancing with some guys Listen, there. How many more names does, uh, does Homolemo have oh, to get? No, he's Homolemo, he's Aaron, he's Double A. Uh, he's got another one as well. I, I'm, I'm not for, <laughs> I'm against this many names <laughs> policy, okay? Everyone calls him something different. I, I don't like all these many names. Well, you get one. <laughs> I only have one name. Yeah, I know. He's got so many. So, well, you have a second name, what? but it's never used. No, but my name is Gareth. People call me Gareth. Mm. I wouldn't respond we'll to... Call you DC. I wouldn't be Fred. Gaza. But you, I can't say Fred. <laughs> Something completely no. different. No. Alexander. <laughs> Double A, Aaron, Homolemo. It's too many. he's a Aaron, remember from it's too the, much. He's from the skin. He must, he must now cut that. He's got to choose <laughs> which name and we've got to stick to one name. You know what? We need to get him on the show and then we'll talk to him about it because everybody calls him by something different. But he was even having a good time. If you if you have a look at that video there, you'll see him just like dancing around. So what is uh, silver porn? D did you not know? I didn't Of course either. I don't know what silver porn is. I, I didn't either. I <clears throat> imagine it's a category like um, you get bronze, silver, gold. So silver porn is like the, the bad porn. It's like... Um, <laughs> They don't do good lighting. Like second rates. Yeah, they get like old <laughs> actors that are oh, worn out in the in the gold category. Is that a, what it is? I was going to say, is it like the free subscription where you have to watch ads? No, it's, you're it's both wrong. Gold, so yeah. you're Maybe both it's wrong. old people. Yes. Oh, there we okay. go. And Japan should be the clue. 
Okay, yeah, because they've only got old people. Their, their, their civilization is dying out. 68% of the population is aged 65 and above. 68? 68%. I need to double Jesus, check I that. Hope that's I remember wrong. it. Was I hope that's wrong. Otherwise, wow. 80, hey. um, I think there's 16% that, that are 18 years old. Damn. It's like the opposite problem that we've got on this continent. Absolutely crazy. So there's a f- I've given you a photograph um, of a woman on whom this Guardian article is based. Um, her name is Emmy Torda. She yeah. was in her late 50s, recently divorced, yeah. getting wages from part-time jobs at supermarkets and as an undertaker when she decided that it was a change. And uh, she's now 65 and has appeared in dozens of adult movies catering to the silver porn market. That's a genre of films whose enduring popularity reflects Japan's status as a super aging society. Jesus. So, yeah, there are a lot of these these women now and men who realize that there's a big market for this. And I think it's also because there's a like an acceptance of aging because everybody's getting older. Um, you know, so there's not this drive for young porn. But don't anymore. old people want to watch young people? Hot people in the prime of their life rather than watching other old people? Not necessarily. Really? Um, and you remember, too, that all sorts of fetishes exist. So there are even young men who want to be with older women. MILFs? GILFs? Hmm. Ah, yeah. You've, you've introduced a whole new arena of really disturbing possibilities and into the conversation this morning. There, there have even been law changes to protect um, uh, people working in adult movies. So Japan has introduced a law allowing. Got to have your Zimmer frame laws. <laughs> Got to have your Walker, your your your, your purple herons. <laughs> what else? I mean, what do these rules involve? No, they've they've introduced a law allowing women who appear in adult movies to cancel their contracts within a year's work and then have all of the. Um, at, you know, assets and movies and everything retracted. Oh, right. So if you're embarrassed, oh. like you go into porn and then you realize oh, six months, oh, this is not for me. It's very embarrassing. I don't want my family to know. Then you can have everything deleted. Yeah, well, off exactly. That side. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, please. As far as you can, yeah, I guess. Please. So sure. it's not only it's not only the women. Um, there is a guy, Shigeo Tokuda, who... <laughs> His portfolio includes roles in Forbidden Elderly Care. Oh my God! Is that an actual? That's the name of the, the of the film. Forbidden Elderly Care. Yes. Oh. And the manic disturbing. training of Lolitas. Anyway, he's been recognised by the Guinness uh, World Book of Book of World Records as the oldest mm. porn actor. He was eighty three. Oh. It's lucky things don't turn to dust when it starts getting a bit of friction. Well, I mean, that's like, it's a bit of a misconception. And we've spoken before about the stuff that goes on in, in old age homes, right? Yeah, but we don't need to film it. And in fact, um, I, I remember telling you I bumped into someone at a party for, it was her seventy her 80th. Mm-hmm. And um, she works as an occupational therapist in an old age home. And she yeah. said the amount of STDs and the amount of condoms that they've got to hand out all the time <laughs> so it, it still goes on it still goes on how disturbing uh well you know people like what people like what are you gonna do if you're an old person in japan maybe this is what uh, gets you going 
This well, is the thing that turns you on. Job opportunities, your life could start at 68. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Uh, I, I remember, and I'm sure I've told you the story, I went uh, into the adult world in Durban once to buy like a gag gift for somebody. Gag? <clears throat> yeah, literally. <laughs> It was for the, the, we were on holiday, and my friend and I decided for the three girls who were, who were with us on holiday, we're each going to get a present. Mm. And so we bought these ridiculous gag gifts. And then we on our way out, I said to the guy at the counter, like, what's your best-selling thing in Durban? Like, what's the, what is the Durban crowd into? Because yeah. that's going to tell you a lot more than market research. Yes. <laughs> you know, you could, you could go online and you could have people fill in a questionnaire, but this is where we, people are putting their money. This is in the days when you bought actual DVDs and shit, right? And you had to go into a shop. Yes, yeah, so you had to be, yeah. And then you had to ask for the one you wanted. Oh, oh. Right. So these people are not ashamed. So I said to him, well, what's the best-selling one? And he showed me, I cannot remember the name of it, but the star of this porno was a, an enormous woman. Enormous, morbidly obese, called Eartha Quake. <laughs> <laughs> Look her up. That's I'm not the, making this up. The B, BBW category, I, which big, big, big do beautiful you, do women. Do you really want to look this up? You can. No. Eartha Quake, okay. okay. And her movies, and she, he said to me that this woman, is the, she's the star. Of the, I thought... Wow, I I must be very boring or predictable. Vanilla. Or vanilla. What I mean, like I've never thought, and I wouldn't want to watch Earthquake. I, I can guarantee you that's not on my agenda. I mean, I can barely stand next to fat people in a queue. <laughs> but hey, in Durban, this you guys have got a lot to answer for. This is your thing. But maybe those were also being bought as gag gifts. Yeah. Who knows? Very embarrassing. <laughs> when I studied in Melville, there was a. Uh, there's this little center where they had a stairs. And so we'd go to the stairs every, you know, every one or two Wednesdays. And if you looked from the, the stairs, you could see where Roxy's was. I don't know if you guys yeah, have went to Roxy's. Of course. And so just further up from Roxy's, that next building up, there was an adult world yes. there. But then there's a church behind it. Yes. And it was awesome because you'd see the priests come down, but it looked like he came out of the adult shop. Oh, wow. Instead of the church. <laughs> and I was like, this only would happen in Melbourne. I, I had a, fr- a friend whose friend, <laughs> I never met this friend, so it's a friend of a friend, who used to work at one of these stores in Randburg. Randburg. And they had a little curtain at the back where men would come on, literally <laughs> on their lunch hours, park their cars and go inside, go behind the curtain, and she would give them blowjobs. Oh. Wow. She would give them this. Yes, this, this girl who worked there. <laughs> I don't know if, if her boss knew what was going on. That was definitely not on the menu. I don't think so. But there she was, was earning. A, a there was, she, was, she was hustling on the side. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a world Crazy. we live in. I mean, there is just the sky is the limit if you want money. Yeah, really. You just got to be prepared again. To, gangs. Oh, you just have to be prepared to sell uh, what people want to buy. That's all. It's that simple. And, uh, gee, there's British grannies that take sex tours to Jamaica or West Africa. Yes, I know about them. Uh, we, we heard about them. Remember, yes. we, we even they have a name for those guys. They, and for those women, they do. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Ricky says, I'm sure some of those priests did come out of the adult shops. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't surprise I'm sure. me. Mm. Oldest porn actor is Biden, says Peter. <laughs> the ball sacks are probably hanging around like wind chimes in, <laughs> in 
in that Japanese silver Japanese porn. Well, you know what? Eh, it doesn't involve me. It doesn't affect me. You go ahead. Japan, I can't say good for you, but you do you, boo. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Hanan is back today. We're going to chat to him in a little bit. Very exciting. And later on, we will be joined by Catherine von Weinhardt. Now, I met Catherine years ago. She's been in the police for some time. She's just recently retired from the police, and she's got some stories to tell us. She's a lieutenant colonel Ooh. in the police, and she's just retired. She grew up in Uppington, and being a woman in the police mm. is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah, yeah. especially during that time. Well, I mean, yeah. she's seen it all, so yeah. I'm really excited to talk to her. But also, I mean... If she's retired, I'm presuming she's been in, she was in the police for a long time. And one of the things that, one of the themes that came out of this Griselda series is how women weren't taken seriously mm-hmm. in, in the police, uh, in the, 100%. Cr- you know, in the crime fighting world. And the police officer in this case um, said, I'm telling you, this is a female drug dealer. And they all poo-pooed her for three years yeah. and said, oh. there's no ways. Woman, women, women can't do these things. Well, she was actually fired. She was put behind a desk. There we go. That happens. You women speak out of uh, turn. You know, know your limits. Those are the good old days. Women. No one took you seriously. (laughs) I heard from a woman. Oh, don't worry about that. (laughs) All right, let's check out some sports results with Beyond the Scoreboard and the sports recap with Superbets. What you got for us, Ryan? All right, so we're going to kick off with the cricket with the SA20. The Durban Super Giants crushed the Par Royals by 125 runs for the big win of the weekend. Mm-hmm. They are now six points clear on top of the log, and uh, so we have second uh, Par Royal on 22 points, and third is the Sunrise at Eastern Cape with 19 points. All right. Test matches: England beat India. Uh, West Indies beat Australia in Australia for one of the biggest upsets in modern era okay getting into some rugby the urc um the bulls beat the lions 30 28 and in perth sevens argentina win uh win again beating australia in the final Mm. getting into uh your football news so premier league is back on tuesday the 30th but uh we have the fa cup um this is the fourth round selection so chelsea drew with aston villa um man city beat spurs 1-0 um, Maidstone United beat Ipswich, Ipswich Town uh, 2-1. Luton Town beat uh, Everton 2-1. Fulham lost to Newcastle 2-0. Uh, Liverpool beat Norwich 5-2. And Newport County uh, lost to Man United 4-2. Okay. Getting into AFCON. Um, what is it? Uh, well, well it's a sports, uh, it's, a, it's a soccer tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> That's what, what it is. is. Yes, it's the yeah. African Cup of yeah. Nations. Yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. Namibia it's lost to Angola time. 3-0. And uh, Namibia, um, sorry, Nigeria uh, beat Cameroon 2-0. Okay. Equatorial Guinea lost to Guinea 1-0. And uh, Egypt and the DR Congo. Uh, Ricky says, for goodness sake, Ryan, West Indies beat Australia in Australia. First time in 26 years. This is a big deal. That's what I said. Don't sound so bored ben, it, says ben, Ricky. Yeah, but Ben even said that. That's... <laughs> I don't, I don't watch cricket much, but anyway. Well, clearly. Um, so like I said, Egypt, Egypt and the DR Congo uh, drew 1-1, uh, but in penalties, um, DR Congo came out 8-7. So that's good there. And then obviously we had the tennis, the, the Aussie Open. 
Uh, ben joked about the uh, skinny Italian guy. He, he did very well. He did very well. Yeah. Yannick Sinner won the men's title. The first guy in the last 19 I years saw him, other he than Nadal. He, he looks emaciated. Uh, the guy he's got... I have a picture up on the oven there. Looks, it's very, he, very he, unfortunate. Looks yeah, like. unfortunate looking dude. Let me just show this guy quickly. Very, very thin. Oh, there he is. Weedy looking. <laughs> weedy looking. He, he looks like a cartoon I character. I mean, tennis players generally don't have... Enormous, muscly physique. No, but uh, come on. But this guy is quite, yeah, very ethereal, <laughs> really. First right. guy kind in the of last like my legs. First guy in the last 19 years other than Nadal, he Federer, barely and barely hold that trophy up. I, mean, I think after that? that he was exhausted. Oh, well, I mean, he had, he had everyone on the ropes. <laughs> it's all right, Ryan. And Anything then, else? Arena Sabalenka won the women's title for the Aussie Open. You don't that's know. Your, Do you know who she is? No. I haven't been following the tennis, no. Okay, so this is the most stupid place to come for sport, <laughs> but in case you came, there it is, all right? That's what we that's what yeah. we need to give you. Thank you, Ryan. Beyond the scoreboard. Thank you. Our little weekend sports recap with Superbets. You could join us for more sports on Friday with Ben. Superbets supports responsible, Leanne. Yeah. Responsible Keep gambling. It responsible. Strictly no under 18s, winners know when to stop. The South African Responsible Gambling Foundation's toll-free counseling hotline is 0800-006-008. All right, where's our Dr. Hanan? We need to need to get some... Let me go find him. You go find I'll him. I'll go find him. Yeah, there we go. You've done your bit with the sport. You're relieved of your responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's Ryan. Going to mill about with his arms at tit height. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Exactly. That's that's a good look for him. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> you sound like this is a chore. Perk up, bitch, says Carl Santos. <laughs> oh, there's some comments here. It's great. People just love the sport. Hey, Dr. Hanan, what's up? Hey, guys, how are you doing? You know, it always sounds on your side, the sound through through whatever we're using with you here this morning, it always sounds like we're back on AM radio. When, <laughs> <laughs> when Dr. Hanan joined. Hi, Dr. Hanan, how are you? <laughs> I need to invest in a proper microphone. I have to. A it's, new resolution. It's not really an investment. You can buy them and take a lot. They're not even expensive. <laughs> I bought one, but for some reason, it also sounds like an AM radio. I need to get a proper one. I'll help you. We'll help you choose the right one. No response. You see, this is why I don't go to him for, for counseling. <laughs> <laughs> he just stares at me. He just, look, he just looks at me with a mouthful of teeth, and he's like, yeah, what do you want? What's wrong with you? So, Dr. Hanan, someone said to me this weekend, and I, I for a moment there, I thought that was really nice of them someone I've known for a while, and she said everyone would pay a lot of money for her, to have therapy from me because I would be, I'd, I'd very much be practical and pragmatic and to the point. The sessions would last five and a half, six minutes max. Some of them would leave crying, but uh, she said I, I, there's a market, there's a gap in the market for someone like me to do this. Of course, she must be completely insane, Right. So I've said this to you before. I think there is a you've got this hidden talent, this uh, thing that uh, you want to you want to you want it to come out. This is kind of a, a fantasy of yours, and I, we should actually sit you here for one day and film you doing therapy with people. And actually, on a serious note, people like the pragmatic approach. They want to come in, say what they need, 
uh, have the problem resolved and leave. So there is a market for it for sure. Oh, I don't know. Maybe one day when, when the world is burning, then they'll call <laughs> on me. This will be my superpower. I can finally go, it's my time to shine and fly into the room and give people <laughs> advice. All right. So let's talk about some things here because, um, as you know, if you've, if, if, if you've been sleeping in a cave for the last 10 years, the Dr. Hanan has been around to help us through Mondays, which for some people are tough, and through the, uh, the, the, the trials and tribulations of life. And if you've got a problem that you want solved, you can get in touch with us. Contact at cliffcentral.com and we will put you on with Dr. Hanan. But this morning, I want to talk about something that I've, I noticed this a lot, this schadenfreude that's going on in society, right? Why people tend naturally towards schadenfreude, how they can stop doing it. Even a lot of our TV shows are based around this principle because people may be having a horrible time, but as long as someone else is having an even worse time, they can turn that into entertainment. It's weird. Like relationships, their health, financial woes. So I, what is it again? So it's taking pleasure from… Schadenfreude is this German word that describes that feeling you get when you see someone else suffering and you think… Sure, at least that isn't me. It's even subconscious. You don't even necessarily... Mm. Am I right, Doc? Is that a reasonable definition? That is a reasonable definition. So it's the feeling of um, joy, excitement. I'm, I'm better off because in comparison to someone else, I'm ahead of the game. So I'm healthier, I'm faster, I'm wealthier, I'm prettier, I'm more resourceful than someone else and therefore I feel yeah. really good about myself. I mean, it, it literally, <laughs> the, the literal translation is, 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 is uh, guilty joy, guilty pleasure. Mm, right. So it's important for people to know actually a, a couple of things that I think might be useful to you this morning. First of all, we all, and this is from the beginning of, of, of our time, we all have a need to elevate our status in society. We want to be on a hierarchy on a much higher level because that's when we have access to resources, to uh, more space, to better mates. And ultimately, we are more likely to survive when we are on a higher level uh, in a social hierarchy. And there are a couple of ways for me to do that. One is kind of the more palatable way is the peacocking. A method, yeah. which is let me show you value by showing you what I can do and what I have. We call it peacocking because you know, like a peacock spreading its tail and showing off. But the thing about peacocking is that if it doesn't come across as natural and organic, you actually devalue yourself. Society then sees you mm. as a show. So if, for example, I'm speaking to you and I go, oh, one second, just Beyonce is on the line, one second. Yeah, right. <laughs> That comes off as very fake, and therefore society just demotes me. But if you suddenly see Beyonce come around me and gives me a hug, now suddenly, oh, Kanan has just gone up three notches. So peacocking is a very dangerous thing to do and to show off uh, uh, or to express if it's done in an inorganic and a fake way. But that's one way, and we find a lot of leaders, and we want to follow people who actually show this kind of value because we want to attach ourselves to people of high value so our social hierarchy can go up. So that's number one. The second way 
uh, in which we elevate our status is by showing off against someone else. So I'm not just valued because I'm valued, mm. I'm valued because I'm better than you. So this is more called more of a dominance type of um, showing off. So I'm right. not good because I'm good, I'm good because I'm better than you. So it's like, well, I'm a doctor. And, sorry, who are you? Uh, I'm a lot smarter than you. Uh, right. I'm a lot more resourceful than you. I drive a faster car than you. And naturally, in in we naturally follow leaders that peacock more than leaders that show dominance. But in times of conflict, we naturally choose leaders that show dominance over peacocking because we want the strong leader that has power and leverage over someone else. And the third way in which we show sh social leverage uh, or increase our social uh, hierarchy is by humiliating someone else. And that's literally just rejecting somebody from from the social group. And that is that is very devastating for someone. Imagine, and we've all been humiliated, whether it's in class at school or on the sport field or in an argument in front of other people, it's actually quite devastating for the ego. But the point is that we naturally show our, our hierarchy against someone else. And that's why we feel good in this game called a social game when we are above someone else. But having said that, and this is quite important, everybody on planet Earth has to compare themselves to someone else in order to understand their standings. So I know I'm good at maths because I compare myself to, to the average. I know I'm a terrible dancer because I compare myself to the average. So there's always a sense of comparison. So it's not a question of whether you compare or not. The question that you should be asking yourself, who do you compare yourself to? So if I fight this fight or race this race against someone else, well, that is a, just a terrible race. But if I fight this fight or race this race against the better version of me that could be represented uh, by someone else, then that's a good fight to have. So don't compare yourself to someone else that's not even in your lane. So if I compare myself to Elon Musk, Musk or Hussein Bolt or somebody that has attributes and characteristics and talents that I will never have, well, then I will never feel good enough. So it's like the saying, you know, if you judge a fish's ability, but it's ability to climb a tree, it always feels stupid. So don't compare yourself mm -hmm. to someone that has something that you never want to have or could never have, but rather compare yourself to the better version of yourself. Yeah, I think that's such a big deal because people, uh, you, you opt into a system then where you're going to just feel worse and worse and worse about things. Um, there are people, there are people who just opt out completely from social hierarchies and and social judgments, but that's a difficult thing to do because we base so much of our value on where we fit into society, right? Yeah. So as much as people think that they can. Um remove themselves from the social game, it's, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Even a monk can, can virtual signal and has more power maybe even than a banker. Mm. Uh, because even though he's not com competing against somebody perhaps in another world, but he is competing against somebody in his own world. So nobody on planet Earth likes to be rejected because we all want to feel accepted and part of a social group. And again, that's done for survival reasons. So when I have somebody saying to me, oh, Hannah, I know somebody that has no fear of rejection. And my answer is, yeah, they might not have a fear of rejection 
uh, from you or from your group, but they certainly have fear of rejection from their group, things that and the groups that they value. So they just, to remove yourself so, so the, 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 the social the, game is very difficult. The short answer to that is that they're not scared of being rejected by you because you mean nothing to them. <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah for sure right for, absolutely because they just don't value you enough because they realize that if you reject yeah. them it doesn't change their standing yeah I, I there's mean, somebody uh, that has more resources more power than so it does. i have quite a thick skin and i think about when people criticize me or whatever and it happens i sometimes walk past people and someone will mutter like puss under their breath or something I'll be like, Jeez, really? Yeah, well, once or twice in a you know a month or a year. But I, I'll walk. I'll just carry on walking because I mean, you don't stop when you know the homeless person is wailing at you from the side of the street while they're tapping on an empty cup. You don't need to pay attention to everybody, and most people's opinion shouldn't matter to you. You should only have a small group of people whose opinion you value and whose society you want to be a part of. Right? Otherwise, you're going to be derailed by everybody who doesn't like you. And I, I see this on social media. I see people who go, oh, but there was so much criticism of something you said on Twitter. And I'm like, who gives a damn about these nobodies? You don't even know their names on Twitter. So half of them don't even put their names on there. A hundred percent. That's very powerful because what we are saying is that you are going to care about what people think and that you have no control over. But what you do have control over, whose opinion you actually take seriously. So you want to be direct with the people and you want to get feedback and be calibrated through the people that actually matter. So I want to be calibrated and care about my, what my wife thinks and what my children think yeah. and what my mom thinks. But I don't want to care about what somebody that really has no bearing on my race, on my life, on my journey, because then I'm exerting coins and effort and energy into someone that actually has no bearing on my race or my life or my Yeah, journey. but there's so this, I want to uh, all right. get calibrated by the right This isn't really schadenfreude, but there's, I call it the nice person fallacy. And and there's this bizarre idea that you should, you should have other people think you're a nice person to feel good about yourself. Um, it's a huge delusion. It's this idea that people who you don't know, who you've never met, will walk away from you and go, she is such a nice person and that that somehow will add some, you know, some powder to your arsenal. It does nothing. This does nothing for you, this nice person fallacy. People have got to get out of that. And I'm not saying you have to go around being a total and utter asshole to people. Please don't do that either because we have to get along in society. But this nice person fallacy is a complete waste of time. And I see plenty of people pursuing it with the hope and the dream that somehow there's a payday at the end of it. It does nothing for you, right, Doc? Well done. That's 100% right. Like, what's the, what's the currency that you can actually bank with a thumbs up on Facebook or a like on nothing. Instagram? Zero. Or somebody saying to you, exactly, zero. You've got to really think of a currency that is of value to you and go and chase those currencies. So is my mother telling me I'm a good son? Is that a good currency yes is a stranger telling me i'm a good person is that a good currency that means nothing so therefore i'm not going to invest my time and energy into cultivating or being a, inverted commas a nice guy to somebody that has no currency or no value towards me i'm going to invest my time and energy what, towards the what people a that waste do. of time these people who are looking Completely. for that looking, looking for the approval of strangers Ugh. right yeah, that's how social media keeps you keeps you tapped in, you know, because they give you these 
thumbs up and these likes and these uh, wonderful comments and stars like a star chart for kids that's what they do and every time you log on they give you a star chart or a star and that's how they keep you logged in because they they make people believe that that currency is valuable but what do you, how do you pay the bills with that currency how do you take that and improve your relationship with your kids how does that currency add any value to your world zero yeah well i mean uh, like i've said to leanne so many times i don't give a shit what you think yeah, there's a. <laughs> I heard something recently about a nursery school teacher who was saying to her her students, um, she was teaching them the difference between um, when it's important to tell someone something, or when it's not any of their business. And she said, if you have something to say about someone and they can't fix it within thirty seconds, then it's not worth saying. So if somebody has a piece of toilet paper stuck to the bottom of their shoe or they have a bird poop on their back, it's okay to say, hi, sorry, you've got some toilet paper on your shoe, whatever. But if they're overweight or you don't like the way they dress, it's none of your business. If it's something that they can't fix within 30 seconds, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. What do you say to that, Doc? So, you know what, I'm, I'm a big fan of staying out of people's business full stop. People have their own journey and if you can add value to someone, I mean, who, I, don't, I don't carry this arrogance that or I'm the one that's going to come and make changes in your world unless you've commissioned me to. So if you mm -hmm. ask for my opinion, I will give you my opinion. If you want my advice, I will give you my advice. Uh, no, you, you, you actually you, you charge you, you charge people money for that. That's what's so brilliant about what you do. Is like they actually have to pay you for that opinion. There are, they, so there's a, there's an exchange for sure. There's value. The truth is, uh, if I see somebody a parent a parent maybe parenting their child wrong, it grills me on the inside. But is it really my place to go in there and go, listen, you can't behave that way? When I see two two couples conflicting in the wrong way. I, you know, outside of Tasha's, uh, do I go up to them? I've got, it grills me. I'm like, oh, my God, if you just saw it differently, if you engaged differently, that person would hear you. But is it really my place to go in and say, did you hear what she just said? No. Repeat it in a way that, she, you, know, it's, it's, you know, so I kind of stay out of people's business. Yeah, there we go. That's the, the important lesson from this morning. So we brought it up with schadenfreude and we've gone all over the place. But at the end, stay out of people's business. I love it. Thank you very much. And don't much. compare yourself to someone that has no value. Compare yourself to the better version of yourself. Yeah, a lion shouldn't concern themselves with the opinions of sheep. Yes. Very good. Exactly. All right, Doc, thank you. We'll speak to you soon. Uh, Have a good uh, week. Nice to see you. See you too, Bye. We've got to get his microphone sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> Have to. All right, well, there we go. Now you know, just pay no attention to most people's opinion of you. You'll be happy. You could be deluded and happy like me. Yeah. Wake up in the morning and go, today, I, you don't even have to say it to yourself. I don't. Yeah, today, I'm not going to give two dams about what a bunch of low-rent people think of me. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to go. The, the, the pressure that you put on yourself is too insane yeah. when you worry about what uh, everyone thinks. What are you going to get out of that? All right, it's three after seven. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get into a whole lot more. We've got... Uh, Catherine from Weinhardt popping in. She's just uh, resigned from the police. Well, not resigned. She retired from the police after a distinguished career. And we're going to find out what it's like to be a woman in the police and a whole lot more. Plus, plenty of other good stuff. Uh, Leanne has a story. Just by the way, we've got to talk about this too. 
Taylor Swift, because I know we've got a huge number of Swifties mm-hmm. in the audience. Uh, Taylor Swift and viral deepfakes. It's a big thing. Stick around for that and more. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com. Good morning, everybody. Cliffcentral.com.